Shalom Aleichem, dearest friends. Welcome back to another episode, another shir, another segment of our learning of the principles of Emuna. We've been having the most incredible time on Shabbos afternoons in our wonderful Kehillah Shirat David and Efrat, which you're all welcome to come and join us whenever it's good for you. There's someone there that's waiting for you. And we've been discussing just the principles of, of learning and digging deeper into what makes us tick, what makes the pulse of our neshamas feel just a bit more aligned in this world, and that is the foundations of the principles of faith of emunah. What we've been doing over the last few months is taking a look into different contemporaries of our time, how they are bringing emunah to our doorstep to live in 2023 in Tafshe Gimel with the weapons necessary uh, to go out and, on the battlefield of this world, of this, of this world which doesn't really give us a rest, but Baruch Hashem, we're up for it, and we're doing the best that we can. I just want to preface by saying something a very wise therapist told me recently, said that a person, in order to be or to feel successful, all a person has to do every night before they go to sleep is to say, I gave it a good shot today. I really gave it a good shot. And if someone can say that, they have to feel that they are matzlichim. They are succeeding. They are in the parsha. They are not dodging. They are not avoiding. They're not in escape mode. Emuna and the issues that come with it force us to really look at those things we have to deal with that we can't escape and that we can't run away from. And over the last few months, we've seen teachings from Rabbi Usher Weiss, Rabbi Malach Biederman, Rav Erez Moshe Doron, Many, his segment was mainly based on the teachings of Rabbi Nachman, which we'll get to Bezrat Hashem um, much more extensively later in the year. This past Shabbos afternoon, what we did was learned a beautiful piece from someone who's had a tremendous hashpah in our community. And that is Rabbi Itamar Schwartz. He's the author of the famous work, Bilvavi Mishkan Evne. In my heart, I build a mishkan, a sanctuary. And his, his teachings on emunah are very unique, uh, bringing up, bringing up to, the, to our day-to-day lives, mamash, how to, how to tackle these, how, these, these wonderful inyanim, these wonderful uh, privileges and time of learning and internalizing emunah, like I said before, for 2023. And the words of Rav Schwartz were based on the following parable it's a famous parable of the Baal Shem Tov. This parable is found in the Sefer Degel Machane Ephraim. Degel Machane Ephraim was the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov HaKodesh, Rabbi Moshe Chaim Ephraim Sedlikover, who's, just for cut, for reference, that's the uncle of Rabbi Nachman. His sister was Fega, the mother of Rabbi Nachman. His other brother, well, his brother was Rebaruch, Baruch, Reb Baruch of Medjabush. So this is in the family of the Baal Shem Tov. And the Mashab Baal Shem Tov brings down, that's found there in Parashat Kitavo, I believe, in Sefer Dega Machane Ephraim, is as follows. It's about a ben melech and a melech, a king and a son of a king. It's you and I, and the Eribon Shleiman. Where the father of the king wanted to test his son to see how much his heart is really filled with wanting to be close to him. Which is what you and I feel all the time. And therefore, what the king did, says the Baal Shem Tov, He placed all these mechitzas, all these barriers before the house of the king. 
in order to make it hard or make it seem impossible for the son of the king to enter in. And every time the son of the king went through one hurdle, went through one barrier, took down, took down one barrier, he saw that there's so much, there's another mechitza and another mechitza, till, till he came to the conclusion that there's there's no way I could, whatever I whatever I passing, whatever test I'm passing, there's there's all these other barriers in front of me. And he kept on trying, but it kept on presenting himself as if no matter, again, no matter how many barriers I bring down, it's like I'm in this for life. The amount of mechitzas is so big that according to my calculations, even if I take down every mechitza in my lifetime, which doesn't seem possible, I still wouldn't be close to the gate of the king, to the entrance to the house of the king, my father. But this can't be. Like, Does my father really want to distance me, the son of the king thinks? What does he want? And, and I feel like this is something I'm sure you and I have experienced at least once a day. Well, what does the what does the king want? Like, Bemet, Ad Matai. How much more? How much more do I have to go through? It seems that every time that I take a step closer to my Abba and Shemaim, it seems that he's taking a step back. So before we get to the answer of the Baal Shem Tov, I want to remind us an answer that uh, is brought down in a lot of the Sfarim as well. In uh, one of his most beautiful small books, Rabbi uh, Professor Rabbi, Rabbi uh, Abraham Tversky, Zechitzalek Levracha, brought down this mashal when I saw it as a kid, this really struck a chord. He said, you know, when a father wants to teach his son how to walk, first he stands him up, and then he's still holding on to his arms, and they're taking step by step. The son's not really walking yet. Then the father moves back and lets go of his son's arms, his hands. And the son doesn't understand. He's freaking out. And he takes a step closer to his father, saying, what are you? don't let go of me. And this keeps on happening repeatedly. And you all know the end of this much is that before you realize it, before the son realized it, by the father doing what seems to be creating a hardship by removing his hands, he enabled the son to learn how to walk, and the son walked on his own. That's one way of approaching that question of, why does it seem that every time I take a step closer to you, you're taking a step further away from me? That's one way of looking at it. Today's shear, today's recap of yesterday's shear, is a little bit different than that. Because the Baal Shem Tov goes back into the mashal, and he says the following, that eventually the son got to the greatest maskana, he came, to the, he came to the deepest answer to all this. The conclusion the son got to was, there are no barriers. It's all an illusion. It's all in my imagination. If there really were mechitzas, you wouldn't be able to, to pass them. Meaning if the mechitzas were real, if the barriers were actually real in their essence, It'd be impossible. We'd be stuck in these things forever. And yesterday's shir was trying to understand what does it mean that a barrier is just pre-dimyoni? It's just my imagination. And for this, we have to we have to really buckle up and go deep into our hearts. And what we offered is somewhat of the following. And again, these recapping is these recapping is it's not exactly the shir. The shir is an hour. And here we're trying to do it in a few minutes, but just to get a little bit of a taste of it and give it over and to invite the world that's not with us on Shabbos to feel as as uh, to feel connected to what we're learning. 
So Rav Shwar, in order to understand what these barriers really are, let's go to how Rav Schwartz explained it. Rav Schwartz says that really the only thing in the world that can break down these barriers between us and Hashem, which seem to be so tangible and so real and so much a part of what I have to work through, the only thing that could really get me through it is Emunah. Because Emunah means that God is everything. He's Ainsof. And that there's nothing too big that prevents me from feeling Hashem where I'm at, the way that I'm at, in the, the confines and in the straits that I'm, that I'm in. Zotomeret. When I'm suffering, or when I do an Avera, or when I taste darkness, do I have to pass a barrier in order to feel like Hashem is with me? Quite often that's what I feel. That in order to feel that I'm walking with Hashem, or that I'm doing the right thing in life, I first have to pass a hurdle. And that's the greatest Satan in the world. It's brought down in the name, I believe, of Moshe of Kubrin, one of the grandfathers of the Slonim dynasty, he says, once a Jew realizes that there's no Avera great enough to completely disconnect a Jew from his father in Shemayim, I start to learn how to invite Hashem into the place that I'm in right now. The Psukim, the, the words that, that um, Rav Schwartz was giving us on Shabbos, is that he reminded us a Pasuk that's brought down in Har Sinai. That while we were getting the Torah, Hashem was saying, listen, it's not always going to be this smooth. You're not always going to feel things. Life isn't always going to feel that it's adding up and that you feel like having a munah because it feels good. However, is a very important person. They're all important, but in the context of what we're giving over right now, this is very, very important. In every single situation that you find yourself in, don't ever say there's too big of a machitza to mention God's name right here. I come to that place that you mentioned my name and I'm there with you in that in that constraint, in that place. The Amuna screams out and 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 takes David Amelech's words, King David's famous words, even though I walk through the valley shadowed by death, I will not fear evil because I know you're with me. Emuna enables me to not delete a hardship. It doesn't mean there isn't a hurdle in front of me. But what it means is that my imagination, that first I have to be holy to know what to do, or first I have to get past this to feel close to Hashem, that gets deleted. Meaning, I'll either go through the constraint in the machitza, fighting it, and then thinking I have to do this on my own, and then I'll meet another hurdle, or I invite Hashem into the barrier and then once I do that, it doesn't mean that there are no hardships, but it just means that the way that I'm now going to conduct myself is completely different because the greatest hurdle is not an obstacle course that's in front of me. It's not a test. The greatest hurdle is, do I believe that right now I can invite the Ribbon Shleiman into the place that I'm in right now? And frankly, sometimes we don't want to because we're embarrassed and we're ashamed thinking that Hashem only wants to see me when I look like I'm doing good thinking that like, well, I only want to give nachas to my parents when I can show them a good report card or whatever the equivalent of that is at any given state, you know, any given age. But in the world of Emunah, I realize that that's kindergarten. I got to snap out of that. That's not the way things work when it comes 
to looking at life and what it, what it presents before me. Because a person will come to the conclusion eventually that if they have to keep on passing hurdle to hurdle, barrier after barrier, like this beginning of the Mashal of the Baal Shem Tov, the, the kid will give up. Because he's saying, what is this worth? I mean, I, I have to keep on doing this from scratch. But if I could go back in my life and think about all the nisyonot that I've been through, all the tests and all the hardships, and if I could remember that there were so many different spots in my life where I asked Hashem, please be with me here, the impossible suddenly became possible. The impossible, meaning passing through this test, getting through this barrier, which seemed impossible, felt possible. So on an exercise level, to be able to do this Lemaisa right now, I want to invite each and every one of you to think of the following scenario. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm going to, the following scenario is the most difficult constraint you're in right now. That which seems to be the most puzzling and confusing. The, the, the situation in life, let's get even more raw, that you're most embarrassed of. And ask yourself, what prevents me from inviting Hashem into this moment right now? The moment that I could figure out what that is, and I say, I'm asking you, Hashem, to come here with all the shame that may be involved in it, with all the confusion that may be involved in it, that is the beginning of living a life of emunah. This mashal, this learning, this teaching brings to light another teaching that we learned in our Beit Midrash many, many times over the years. And that is the one thing and one thing only. And I'm sorry if this sounds very repetitive, but this is a, if I, you know, maybe I'm saying it just for myself because I would love to be able to finally grasp this teaching and move weiter with it, move forward with it in life. But the one thing in the world that I ask Hashem for, that the answer is always yes. We've learned Hashem always answers, but sometimes the, the answer is no. But the one thing where the answer is always yes is, Hashem, I need more emuna. I need you more. I need to believe in you more. I need more emuna in my life, no matter where I am. Rav Schwartz of Bilbavi tells us the answer to that request is always, always yes. The question is, what's stopping me from asking this of you in this place. Is there something too big for you, Hashem, to do? You know, the world of Hasidut, and we're, we're, we're shining off Shavuot right now, the light of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh was Yorzeit, it was just now in Shavuot. There are many different answers to the following question. What was the Chidush of the Baal Shem Tov? What did he actually bring down to the world? So I'm thinking based on the, what we learned this past Shabbos, and the Shir is much longer than we just gave it over, but this was the gist of it. Perhaps the thing which really, really brought most light from the, from the world of the Baal Shem Tov is that a person not only can ask Hashem to be with him in that smallness that a person finds himself in, but that place is the perfect place to invite Hashem to at that moment. Doesn't mean you became a tzaddik immediately, but what it does mean is that you're on the right track. And that the impossible, the hurdles and the barriers, which maybe you feel you have created for yourself, the klipot, like someone said in Shir yesterday, or the lack of self-worth that you're stricken with, when you invite Hashem at that moment and saying, here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right here, I need you so badly. 
Hashem says, at that moment, you realize what you did? You knocked off every barrier that's in front of you. It doesn't mean everything becomes simple. But suddenly, the word hard gets translated into the meaning of worthwhile. And then the avoda of walking hand in hand with Hashem through the rest of life becomes so much more meaningful. Our life force, our level of living, transforms and becomes a different way of living. So this was just a little taste of how we learned yesterday's approach to living a life of emunah. Give us a bracha to have enough guts to realize the places in our lives where we kind of don't ask Hashem to come into due to shame or, or, or weakness, whatever it is. In Dafka, they are going to tackle it and invite HaKadosh Baruch Hu into that place that seems that you're standing before a sea of hurdles and barriers till we reach the place that Hashem is waiting for us to realize. And really, there are no mechitzas when it comes to the moment a Jew wants to invite HaKadosh Baruch Hu into his life, into his or her precious life. Have a wonderful rest of your day.